Sportsnet 590. The Fan. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Back to school for the kiddos. Mm. Back to routine Oof. for everyone. It's Jesse Rubinoff and Ailish this morning. And for the rest of this week, Justin's away. We're basking in the excitement of, I, get, I, I feel an excitement on this day because it's like a routine getting back in. People are going to work. Sports mm. are happening soon. Like, other than baseball. And the kids are getting ready for school. It's a nice feeling. I thought you were going to say it because it's 40 degrees outside. Okay, well, that threw a curveball for me. Like, it's literally, I think, supposed to be the hottest day of the year today. I, I don't know. People I'm are like, oh, a little concerned. Over, summer's over. Summer, summer ain't over. There's some places that turn their, like, air conditioning off. Yeah. Luckily, I don't. I haven't gotten a message, but luckily, this building I live in isn't like that, where yeah. they're like, okay, quick, season change, summer's it's nice over. nice here, too. It's nice in this studio. No, I, it's on the lowest possible. But, yeah, nice. it's supposed to be up in the... Almost a 40 degree yeah, range that's, that's today. Yeah, that's absurd. It doesn't make any sense. What's the date today? The 5th? The 5th of September. Right after Labor Day, a long weekend, people are packing up their cottages, just saying goodbye to summer. It's going to be the hottest day of the year. So plan Love accordingly. It. Yeah, okay. But back to school, it's like the kids were probably laying out their new outfits, you know, getting your jeans and your sweater. And then mom and dad are like, hey, you need to get your t-shirt and shorts from the bin under the bed because it's going to be sweaty today. So all the outfits might be out the window. Were you excited as a kid for the first day or nervous or I was both? so excited. I love school. I did like extra university because I wanted to do another degree. I know, like I just like but loved like, school. People have, they get these butterflies on the first day of school. It's like only natural. Oh, it's like the sure. first day of work or something like yeah. that. There's a, whenever you're doing the first of anything, there's, there's nerves involved. I think I, I was certainly nervous, but I remember specifically like the lead up to it where you go to like Walmart mm -hmm. and you get all your new school supplies, which are a racket these days. I went through the other day. I think I had to get stuff for where I was up at my camp this What weekend. isn't a racket these days? Okay, but you want to go buy pencils and pencil crayons? It's not, you got to go to Dollarama, but it's not cheap. Like we used to go, you get, a, you get your new backpack, your new lunchbox, you get your stationery. This is like elementary school. And you get so excited to like pick what yours is going to be this year. And then I was always the first pick up on the school bus mm. so i'd be the first one on you pick your spot for the year like where are you gonna sit and then your friends come on it's so exciting like i'm excited to think about it so i hope people where, are enjoying that where were you where was your spot on the bus i, I feel like that's a big i wouldn't big take the full decision. back yeah. back because like yeah. that's for the older kids right but, like closer to the back <laughs> yeah. always on the right side i can picture it on the right side by the window you can't that go anywhere spot. anywhere near the front that's like for no, the no, no, no. teachers or the yeah. guidance counselors or whatever definitely but yeah. i'd be the first pickup so i'd be waiting my friends would come on I'm like oh my god Brianna. Yeah. and then the last pickup at the end of the day the last drop off so you're like waiting like hurry up i want to get home <laughs> But it's exciting. I love back to school. I hope everyone's getting ready. New routines. Uh, Texting 59590. Is it still like as exciting for the kids? Is it different? Do they just have their iPods and iPads and they're just like, whatever, mom. I'm just going to like stream Love is Blind on the bus. <laughs> I, I, do, I do think it probably is different. Like if you don't want to talk to anybody on the bus, like you don't have to talk to You're anybody. You're just on TikTok? You're just on Come your on, phone. Make friends. You're just on TikTok. It's, yeah. I mean... I struggle with that sometimes too. Like I'll be in a public place. I'm like, uh, I just kind of want to sit on my phone and yeah, play no, games I, or go I, on Twitter or whatever. Like that's kind I of we're conditioned you. to do that now, which is kind of sad. But yeah, I'm with you. Like make friends. I hope there's like a rule on the bus where they're like, it's a tech free zone. Yeah, right. Good luck policing that. So the best place uh, on earth for me growing up was summer camp because there there was no service. Like mm. you can get service like in the middle of the ocean these days, but you couldn't get service. You can now get it on the TTC. Camp. Shout right. out Rogers. Yes, nice. Uh, but you could you could never <laughs> and I still to this day I don't think you can get service at that camp. Oh, that's good. Which is awesome for kids. Like it's you just that's what you builds need. character, Alice. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was just up north at our camp this weekend for Labor Day, and I was telling you it's like it's a hike. Right? You got to go past Sudbury another hour or two mm -hmm. into the wilderness, then you take a dirt road for thirty minutes off into the woods. Then and you drive you, back in six hours of traffic. Yeah. yeah and you yeah. lose service and it's such a nice I'm just like I put my phone in the trunk and I'm like, whatever. Like I just who cares? Um and it's just really nice to get off the grid. So I'm being a hypocrite now because I'm like, get back into tech, like Blue Jays streaming this. I was on, <laughs> on the drive home sitting on the four hundred like literally watching the Blue Jays game. I'm like, okay, you know I'm back on the grid, but sometimes that's nice. So hope the kiddos uh, balance that. Yeah, being I, a parent at I this agree. age, like with TikTok and kids being into tech, 
It might be a little harder than when my parents had it. I had a Tamagotchi. I was like my tech world. <laughs> I love Tamagotchis. I would u- literally use one right now if somebody gave me one. You were so irresponsible for like, your Tamagotchi is that, yeah. yeah. It was fine, so right? I guess you you're gonna, yeah, I guess you're irresponsible. You just reset it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tamagotchi. Do you do you ever get like if you put your phone away or down or whatever and you're not using it for a little bit of time, you ever get like the phantom buzzes? It's like pick me up. Yeah. You haven't touched me in a while. You're like, what's my, like, that leg, my, my like pocket buzzes <laughs> and there's nothing in there. Well, I get I get the compl- so that I might just be, you know. You're gonna check that out. Go to <laughs> your doctor out. See if your circulation's going well. Goodness gracious. Oh, anyway, uh yeah, five nine, five ninety. I hope people are getting back into a routine. I know we have some listeners that mm-hmm. it, take some time in the summer where they're not up at six. I don't blame you. Makes a lot but of sense. we'll have some of our, our regular folk back. So we can always say hi. Uh, Jesse Rubinoff and I, as I mentioned, back here uh, for the rest of this week. Uh, we had an exciting, exciting weekend. I know it's not Monday, but it's our first time uh, back from the weekend. Mm-hmm. Mine, you were on yesterday because you're a grinder. Um, but it's my first time back. And this weekend, I mean, for me, was so spe- so special with Canada basketball. Um, seeing what they were able to accomplish. First of all, the game itself was a really incredible basketball game. But yeah. big picture, going into it, knowing that you have a chance to go to the Olympics if you win this game. FIBA is one goal. The Olympics is another, as Shay and everyone has said. Like, you kind of are battling two big hurdles at once in this tournament. But to see them achieve something, it's like I'm trying to compare. I mean, we have a lot of great Canadian pride with, I mean, Canada soccer won a gold medal. Both teams went to the FIBA World Cup. We don't need to talk much past that because (laughs) soccer is in a bit of a, place of turmoil at times but obviously hockey as a hockey player myself so much pride in team Canada but what Canada basketball has done has been trying to do for the last 20 whatever years it just felt really really special and I hope people that maybe weren't so dialed in on Canada basketball like you know admittedly at times oh they're playing whatever mm-hmm. but now it feels like this country is really going to start to learn about these superstars and I hope so and follow the rest of this tournament which is important we'll get into that but Paris Olympics next year that's that's the world stage, and our Canadian boys are going to be there. So I just, I'm, I'm really proud. It was so awesome to to watch. We're going to have two pretty important guests uh, to talk about that as well. Rowan Barrett, senior um, at seven thirty, who's obviously general manager of the Canadian men's basketball team, mm-hmm. father of RJ, and then Carl English at eight thirty. And they both had really important roles in getting Canada basketball to this point, but. I don't know, like your viewing experience, seeing this, like it's it's really special. Yeah, well, uh, yesterday on on Sportsnet today, we spoke to Paul Jones, mm-hmm. a longtime Raptors broadcaster and member of of Canada basketball, and he said, "No, I was watching and I had tears in my eyes, yeah. and I, I thought about all the heartbreak along the way and all the the blood, sweat, and tears that people have have poured into this program over the years. There have been now. There's the high end mm-hmm. talent right now. We can see the Shays yeah, doing superstars. what they're doing, superstars in the NBA. But for a really long time." There were many grinders who <laughs> tried their very best to get Canada back to the Olympics. And there was a lot of last chance qualifier games yeah. where things didn't work out. Oh, the heartbreak. And we, right. I thought we were getting there yeah, on of course. Sunday. Oh, or Sunday, right? It was yeah. under four minutes left and they were down seven. And I'm like, there's oh, absolutely no chance of winning it. this Canada game. Canada basketball again. But yeah. they, changed, they changed the narrative. They changed the narrative. And you can't help but feel happy and, and proud of those people that, that put in so much effort. And I think there's there's a renewed commitment with mm. this group, right? And and we'll ask Rowan about the the summer core and the, the three-year commitment that these guys made. And that's what it takes at the international level to have success, right? Because these teams that you're playing are really good. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Like you look at, at Spain and some of these teams, they these programs play together all year round, a lot of them. And it's just you finally get to see everything pay off for Canada because it has been a very long slog at times, but finally they're able to get there. It was awesome. Yeah, you see someone like Kelly Olenek who has, he's been a longtime member of this Mm -hmm. team. Um, There's just so much emotion. And you're right, like right away you look around and there's so much young talent and they get it, but they don't, they, they haven't put all of the muscle in that someone from 10, 20 years ago who has not seen the f- like the flowers at this point get. So it is nice to look at this and say, this is on the backs of many, many people totally. that have gotten Canada basketball into the, the area where it's in grasp. And I mean, there's just this, the momentum, as you mentioned, the buy-in, it feels like we could just be seeing the start of, not a dynasty, like that's the wrong word, but of a change of culture and a change of expectations. Like it isn't mm-hmm. just 
hey, go and have a good showing. It's like, let's win things. Let's medal. Let's make this more than just appearing. That's excellent point. That's what we want from Canada soccer, right? It's not just like, let's appear at the World Cup. Let's win some games. Let's put the world on notice. I think Canada basketball is closer to being able to do that. We just saw them take down some powerhouses, whether it was always within grasp or not. But they showed this fight. They showed this resiliency. And it's been really inspiring to watch. And I hope that the other Canadian programs, I keep saying Canada soccer, but that's tight on my mind. Mm -hmm. We just watched the FIFA World Cup. We see what's going on with that organization. And they've been up in uh, a lot of drama. But this buy-in with Canada basketball might be the thing that changes. And yeah, Rome Bear Senior is a huge role of that, right? And they made that buy-in. But now I start thinking about, what about the players that didn't come to this tournament? How are they feeling? Not just feeling, but how is that going to work for Olympic qualifying? Like, are you going to say, you know, the, the people that were injured is one thing, but there were some individuals that decided not to play, right? Are they going to get an opportunity? I, I, I wonder, right? And I hope that everybody does. And you, you want the best team there. There's yeah. a lot of faces that aren't on this roster that will make this team better, but it's going to be sticky because they made this buy-in, right? And then you, you're just going to, oh yeah, you can come. Yeah. I, I, do you think about that? Yeah. It, it's an interesting point. I, I do think, at the end of the day, that the talent is probably going to win out, and there's going to be preparations mm-hmm. for the and Olympics. I hope, when I it hope comes. this opens a lot of eyes. Like, right. I want to be a part of this. Yeah. So I think um, people who probably, you know, Canadian players like Andrew Wiggins and Jamal mm-hmm. Murray and, and guys like that who who watch this have probably said, "Hey, like this is something that moving forward I want to mm-hmm. be a part of." They they both have in the past yeah. been a part of the program at different points, and I think there's an obligation now if you're going to be a, a serious basketball country which canada clearly is like i don't think Mm -hmm. there's a a team at the fiba world cup that they can't beat you need to have the best team you need to put your best foot forward and if you have the opportunity to win a gold medal at the olympics i think there is an obligation there to do your your very best to put the like there's no room for Mm -hmm. for spite or you know saying you didn't help us at fiba so you can't come here it's what's going to give us the best chance to medal at the Olympics because it took 23 years to get back. Yeah. Like, let's make sure we make that. it. That's yeah. the momentum part that let's I make it really memorable. hope that these, these other players and young players that are now thinking about getting in the program, like there's, you know, there's a wave of Canada basketball still to come. Um, and you might be a high schooler or someone that's going to university right now thinking, I want to get in this program early because mm-hmm. this is now where the superstars play. You just saw Shea take over a game, completely flip the script. They were, you, yeah, it felt like they were out of reach. And then you forget that, oh, Shea can just absolutely dominate this stretch and win this basketball game for us. And maybe you're not going to be a Shea, but look at the narrative. Like I've been really inspired and I need to like humble myself about Dylan Brooks because <laughs> Dylan Brooks has been, obviously he's had a, points of contention and during the stretch of the NBA at the very end there we we have the wake and rake every morning um and we used to be like Dylan Brooks under Dylan Brooks under and we were like kind of like you know the guy just he, there was something about him and we all know that he pokes like bears. he pokes bears mm-hmm. and we had this thing with Dylan Brooks under and obviously him and LeBron and just the way he carried himself like I was a little bit on the maybe the bandwagon of people being like wow oh, Dylan Brooks but man, he has completely won me over and he he's the perfect type of player where you want him on your team. Like I've played with people like this before where you're like, God, if I was against this guy, I'd want to punch him, right? Mm-hmm. But the way he plays, he's so ferocious and he was dominant on both sides of the ball. They would not have won this game without Dylan Brooks. They would not have won many of the other games without Dylan Brooks. I think his, not that he needs a revenge tour or a narrative tour, but I think people are understanding why Dylan Brooks is a huge part of this Canadian national team. And whether you loved him or you hated him or you liked to to poke fun at Dylan Brooks and everything he did last year, I mean, we're, I'm happy as hell to have him on this team. Yeah, people were like, this guy's going to play in China. Like, oh, yeah. he, he's done. Yeah. Right? Well, and, I mean, it kind of felt, felt like that <laughs> when they're like, oh, you're no longer a part of our team. Totally. There's no spot for you. Totally. And I, I think the, the off-court stuff sort of overshadowed what Dylan Brooks can be as a basketball player. And you mentioned, like, yesterday or two days ago, they, they don't win that game no. without him, and especially late. He was an absolute animal. Like, mm-hmm. huge game-tying three, defensive stop at the other end, leads to the Shea bucket, and it's gravy from there. Like... This is what Dylan Brooks can be when he asserts himself in mm-hmm. the right ways. I mean, he's battled foul trouble at times because, you know, he's a tendency to get maybe ultra-aggressive or yeah. over-aggressive. But this is who he is. He's not the greatest shooter in the world, but he can come up with a shot when you mm-hmm. need it. And he certainly 
is one of the better defenders in oh, the entire yeah. tournament. Like not just yeah. Canada, in the entire tournament. And that going in was expected to be a massive strength for Canada. Mm-hmm. And it has turned out that way. Dylan Brooks, Lou Dort, the whole team, really. They have been exceptional defensively. And, and Dylan Brooks has been a huge reason why. So looking forward, I mean, it almost feels like there's... Go win it. This Yeah, there's this weight off the shoulder that I know when you're in a tournament like this, your focus is winning the tournament. But the players even mentioned it themselves that there's two goals, right? There's winning the tournament and there's clinching an opportunity to be at the Paris Olympics. And you've got one. It's like you can almost take a deep breath and say, that's in the bag. Like there's no taking that back from us. So what's at stake is winning this basketball tournament. And right now, I think there's not many other teams with the momentum that Canada would have. You take down Spain, multiple um, uh, deficits in that game. I think there was... Multiple double-digit deficits yeah, in this game. down 12 going into the fourth. The number one ranked team in FIBA you take down, and whether you care about FIBA rankings or not, I mean, the United States loom. But now you've set mm-hmm. yourself up where you don't have to play them in the semis. Like, you could play them in the final. So I just feel Please. like it would be, oh, God, stunning. But yeah, give it to us. But you look at the pathway <laughs> that Canada's had to go. Like, they had three, and like I'm using air quotes, easier games in the round robin. Yeah, or the early stage, but... There was also things they had to learn from that slow starts. They had to figure out how to like turn it on. Jordy Fernandez has certainly earned the respect of a lot of people for his ability to stop the bleeding almost to get this team going in the second half. And then you've had to win from behind. You've had to hold a lead and you've had to rely on your superstars like Shea to turn it on in the final, I don't know, 17 points. He scored or assisted on Canada's final 17 points in that game. Like, I mean, they they don't win it without him either. But then you have also have to rely on depth at times. So if you look at the way that Canada has got to this point in this tournament, I feel so confident that they have the most momentum and maybe they've learned the most about their team in this run, right? Like, they really feel like a team. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it can go one of two ways, like... You can say, uh, we accomplished sort of what we needed to do. And well, that's the yeah, you could flip say, side. Uh, we're in the Olympics now, and you don't really approach it <laughs> oh, with the I same level not. of urgency. That's, I think, naturally, mm-hmm. like just human instinct, that's mm-hmm. a possibility. But then to your point, the other way of looking at it is say, all right, the pressure's off. Like, Why let's go us? cook. Like, let's, let's do this. And at this tournament, they have beaten France, who was a mm-hmm. top five mm-hmm. program. They beat Spain. You mentioned the number one FIBA team. The U.S. just lost to Lithuania. Slovenia got the brakes beaten off them by Germany. Mm-hmm. Like, there isn't really a team that you look at, including the Americans, that you say Canada can't beat them. So I think when you're Jordi Fernandez and you, and you go into the locker room and you make that yeah. clear, you say, we have the ability here to win a gold medal at the mm-hmm. FIBA World Cup. You better not be taking this lightly. This is a massive opportunity for this country. You guys can be and are the best team here Let's go win it. I think that's how you do it. That's how you motivate them. And I, I, I expect them to come up huge against Slovenia. Yeah, you're going to have to deal with Luka Doncic, which is not the easiest thing in the world. But take a, a page out of Germany's book and, mm. and smother them. For some reason, I feel really confident in like the makeup of this team. That, And I'm obviously hoping this is the way it goes. So maybe I'm trying to manifest it. That they don't see this as a stopping point. Because they had to fight tooth and nail in that game against Spain. And it was in grasp that this was going to be another devastating, heartbreaking, Canada basketball blows it again. But the way that they they didn't allow that narrative to cloud their game, like they turned it on when it mattered and it wasn't pretty, but they won a game. Like I feel like the makeup of this team led by veterans who have been there, like Cody Olenek has been there. There's a couple guys that have put the work in who are not like going to be the superstars on the court, but there's... You never can overstate how important and a leader is in these moments. And I'm sure that was important in the locker room. There's times where Kelly Olenek was put back out on the court, whether it was just, okay, this guy is pretty stable, but in a sense, like he can lead these young guys. And then there's young guys like A, trying to make a name for themselves mm-hmm. and B, they're kind of playing like fearlessly, right? They don't have the last decade or two decades of oh my god pressure like we can't blow this again it's like i'm making either my debut or i'm now the face of canada basketball and i want to rewrite this narrative so it feels to me and jordan fernandez has been great too like maybe not that it was nick nurse's fault but maybe just a fresh face has helped this team like reinvigorate what their strategy is who they're led by and so all of this is just giving me a lot of faith that this team is different Jordy Fernandez, this story is crazy. Like two months ago, he assumed the role. It's, it like feels like he's been here for five years. Ahead of you. And you're yeah. Just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. He just, just come in and done a, just such a remarkable job and, and 
think about the win against Spain, what that must have meant to him being Spanish. That was so fun. His former boss, Sergio Scariolo, was on the like other side. They were going head to head. They know each other's like game yeah, plan. It was crazy. And, and I do think, too, like just based on, on watching his demeanor throughout this tournament, mm-hmm. I don't think he's satisfied. He doesn't strike me no. as a guy that would be like, okay, we're in the Olympics. Like, let's take our foot off the gas a little bit. No, like this guy is intense. Like, after the loss to Brazil, he went out to a press conference and shredded his team. Yeah. They played four games mm-hmm. and he shredded them That's after one bad game. Yeah. And his intensity and his demeanor, I think, lends itself very well to this team. I think he's going to have them ready to go against Slovenia. And just a, mm-hmm. a remarkable job by him in literally eight weeks of being the head coach yeah. for this program. And look what they've been able to accomplish here. And maybe it's also he doesn't hold like all the weight too, right? He's And he's trying to prove himself. He was in like running for the Raptors head coach job. And like yep. we've heard a lot of good press about him and now he's getting the world stage to deliver yeah. it doesn't seem like it's gonna be very long before no, he's on an I'm nba like, sideline i, I like tongue-in-cheek guest i forget which guest it was maybe sherman hamilton who we had in studio oh a raptor's gonna regret this and he's like no no but i'm like mm, no, never know you know wait what even happened with the lawsuit that just went away yeah i mean i, I, wait, I, was, what even I was talking there? about that with buddies uh after the game i was like oh Maybe Darko gets uh, some, Did we ever get something a down the pipeline. He gets suspended for uh, the entire year. That Jordy Fernandez comes in. I mean, hopefully that doesn't happen. It blew but. up, and Justin and I were on fan drive time when it when it happened. And I think I listened to that show. I, I remember. forget who yeah. we were interviewing. Was it Grange? Oh, got it. Raptors person for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were like, "Oh my god, what an embarrassment!" Like Darko and and whoever it was was like, "You know, this is like this is has no backbone." I'm like, "Oh." I remember. We were so fired up. We came like a hot take. Justin goes, he's never going to coach a game for the Raptors. And I was like, they're going to burn this city down. And then whoever, our, God, I'm going to remember who our guest was, was just like, you guys need to pump the brakes. And I was like, oh, maybe That's we amazing. just got like, a little excited. But. I remember listening to that opening block. And I was like, wow, they're coming really hard. Oh, we were, we were like, Darko here. we were fired up. Yeah, it's great. But anyway, we got humbled a bit. But that's okay. I don't really want the Raptors to go through turmoil to start that's the funny. season where they're getting sued yeah. and like lawsuits from like a, like we, like a, there's a mole in the right. organization. Anyway, we figured it out. It doesn't, I mean, we haven't figured it out, actually. There's still, we don't know what's there's happening, still the way this could go. But yeah. Dirty Fernandez. And has certainly done a great job at, like, you know, giving us some comfort and maybe a backup option one day. Um, okay, so Canada will be back in action. This is tomorrow, uh, taking on Slovenia in the quarterfinals. That's at 8.30 a.m. on Sportsnet. So we'll just catch the tail end uh, of our show. Mm-hmm. We'll overlap. We'll have pregame coverage at 8. Danielle Michaud, Sherman Hamilton, Michael Grange have been doing a great job. They'll be on at 8 a.m. Um, we have, obviously, the exclusive coverage of the FIBA World Cup quarterfinals. So right now... If you're up, you're getting kids ready, you can put on uh, Lithuania and Serbia. Right now, Serbia's cooking them, 83 to 62 at the end of the fourth. So you can catch you into that. I mean, surprising. Kind of feel like I know Considering where... what Lithuania did to yeah. the States. I don't maybe they're tired. Yeah. You leave it all out there. A lot of good teams. It's like, like it's really interesting. An international like, and, game. Yeah, and it's such a different type of basketball. And you're seeing, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. And some people really perform at the FIBA World Cup in a different light. Like you're, oh, Doug, where were you? Last season, uh, nonetheless, they're on right now. But then after this, you can watch uh, Team USA look to punch their ticket in the semifinals um, against Italy. Hmm. They have a little bit of a redemption game that they need to have. I don't feel like the United States will take two games off in a row. But nonetheless, uh, it's a big one ahead. Uh, Canada has an opportunity to really make something special here. Slovenia tomorrow, 8.30 a.m., can't wait. Woo. Yeah, we'll have uh, we'll definitely tee that up uh, throughout the show. And then we'll have, um, as we mentioned, uh, some really great guests to chat about like what this moment means to them, what this moment meant to Canada basketball, all the people that put the hard work in to get here. Rowan Barrett, senior at 730. He played for Canada at the 2000 Olympics, of course. So now his son going to put on the same jersey. Ridiculous. Maybe a little bit of a modernized version of it. <laughs> I mean, right. we like throwbacks, but like, you know, we can maybe get, I need, we need to get the merch going for, for Canada at the Paris Olympics. Like, you know, the sponsors need to get jerseys available mm. to purchase that's at 7 30 and then um carl english so he was part of the men's basketball team who tried many times to get canada to qualify for the olympics as far back as 2000 um and so you know he's part of this building block right i'm sure there's a lot of pride uh we're gonna hear on their show today uh we'll also have Atlanta rizzo on at 7 a.m coast of high heat on mlb network we'll get through some uh full like perspective of this weekend we'll get into jays in a minute but kind of a you know favorable 
scoreboard watching weekend if you're a Jays fan. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jeff Blair at eight o'clock to help us with uh, a more Jays perspective. Uh, that's our rundown for today. Um, but Blue Jays long weekend. It's funny, I like left on Friday after the show and I was like, oh, Blue Jays are never going to make the playoffs. They're three and a half games back at that point. Uh, very, very different uh, spot today. Just half a game back of Texas. That's how things can change. We can all, you got to have a take ready for one thing and you come back to civilization. You're like, okay, we're good. Let me catch up on what the hell happened with the Blue Jays. But just a half game back behind Texas for the third and final wild card spot in the AL. Um, Rangers have one game on Toronto, but they both have 76 wins. Man, this Rangers series next week, I've already looked at getting down there as much as I can. Four games at home uh, starting. Yeah, Monday to Thursday, and then you have Monday night football and Thursday night football to compete with. So, I mean, I got to try to go to Tuesday, Wednesday, back-to-back games. Like, these are must-must win. Like, you kind of control the destiny of your Blue Jays franchise if you're playing um, very meaningful games against the Rangers this week. But you take two or three from the Rockies. It was not pretty at times. The Rockies were in every game. That made me a little uneasy. They stink. They are not a good bit. They're a little better than Oakland, but Oakland they pushing stink. the Blue Jays to extra innings. And I thought, are we going to kick this thing off with a loss to the Oakland Athletics? First of all, I'm also listening on the radio yesterday on the cart, and mm-hmm. it's like a little league game. You're like, <laughs> beer over here, beer over here. I'm like, is there fans? And then I stream, and I'm like, there's nobody there. That's I why I'm hearing the, the beer guy through the radio broadcast. I, I said the same thing about the Rockies atmosphere, too. And there were a lot of people at the Rockies game, too, which didn't really make any sense. Like, I was hearing the Blue Jays fans all over the place. Like, the atmosphere in Colorado and the atmosphere in Oakland, obviously. Must be like, hard to play at. Oh. And no wonder the team isn't doing well. No, it's just... It's, it's like pr- a double-edged sword. You're not doing well and nobody comes, but you're also not doing well because you're like, this is pathetic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they don't deserve fans no, when no, you're no, losing that many games. Uh, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> why do the Blue Jays... Why are they? Why do they allow their opponents to be in every single game? It is exhausting, Alish. It is so difficult watching this team <laughs> riding the roller coaster of emotions that exists. Like, there's just win an easy game. They just don't, they don't happen These this are the ones season. who are supposed to be winning easy, too. You know, so you can get rattled about um, the fact that they are allowing uh, opponents that are vastly inferior, or you would think vastly inferior to them, to hang around. But at the end of the day, on the other side of the coin, a win is a win. And they have needed all of these wins that they've gotten against, mm-hmm. you know, the A's and, and the Rockies and the Nationals previously because they're in tough here. Like, this is... This is not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. The Rangers are collapsing in front of our eyes at this moment. Like if they had just played 500 baseball or more, this we would be we would be riding off. I think the Blue Jays' opportunity at a wild card spot. But it's like they are giving you so much of a chance right now, handing it to you, and you have to grasp it because in sports, like you can control your own game, your own destiny. You keep your eyes on your own page, but you got to look at what the Rangers are doing and say we need to win as many as we can before we play the series because they're literally blowing it yeah they're four and 13 in the last 17 games like the whole second half has not been pretty and they like look the mariners had a 2.5 percent chance of winning their division they were 10 games back at one point at the end of july 2.5 and now they are leading the division and the rangers are an absolute tire fire uh, so that series is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the, the the Jays, if you're looking for positives, and there certainly are some, like the contribution from the Bison boys has been The Buffalo Bison might be better than the Blue Jays. Yeah, I, I asked, you know, on Twitter, how do they ever lose? And I, I know the answer is pitching. But also, like, they're in, you would think they're in AAA for a reason, these guys. But then they come up, and it's like, well, why weren't they up the whole time? I know, right? Uh, and you, you just wonder <laughs> how long can this, like, magical carpet ride continue for it. it it's it's been amazing to watch like mm-hmm. they, which brings me to another thing here why was david schneider not in the lineup honestly yesterday? like i don't know how we didn't i fly down to oakland and get our torches out around the stadium for this like, reason i just i don't understand i, I okay no the the, exa- the reasoning was something about I don't know. A righty I'm throws analytics. hard. I'm just like Corsi and yeah. hockey. It's the same. I'm just like, are they good or not? Yeah, it's yes. a righty who throws hard. He's had trouble with the high fastball and he could use a day off. And if you're looking for a day off, that would be the time to do it. Blah, 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 blah. 
This guy's your hottest hitter by a mile. He's one of the hottest hitters in baseball. In baseball. His nickname is Babe. Yeah. And you're sitting him on the bench. The guy's nicknamed after the greatest hitter to ever live, other than Shohei Otani. <laughs> and literally, he's not in the lineup because the guy throws a high, fast fastball. What yeah. are we doing here? No, I, uh, I like, couldn't agree more. Don't, don't make things more difficult than they have to mm-hmm. be. If someone is hot... Keep them in the lineup at all costs. It doesn't always have to be about matchups. And there were so many times in big spots yesterday where I, you know, I thought to myself, like, hmm, David Schneider would look really good here. I know he came on to pinch yeah, it and ended up striking out. That but one like, sucked. It's like no one on. Was it two outs? Yeah. Hey, go, like, win the game for yeah. like, Okay. Like, it's like everyone's on the top step. Be like, oh, this guy's going to hit home right now. Well, he could have contributed if you just started him. Like, stop yeah. overthinking things here. Mm-hmm. Like, just it shouldn't be that hard to get your best hit in the lineup, especially – when you're dealing with the injuries that you're exactly. dealing with, like your, your actual best it's hitter. It's not like he's fighting with Bo Bichette right. for a lineup spot. Exactly. Like Bo's gone. You've got Matt Chapman gone. Danny Jansen. We got to get into that. Uh, mm. That's a huge loss for the Blue Jays. So y- you had this trio of Bisons come up and it's been fun. Like I'm trying to remove my like heart from feeling the way and just look at it as a baseball person. But they have not only been like a really nice story to cheer for, and I know we like we kind of clutch onto those things, but they have seriously been. They don't win these games this weekend without this trio of Buffalo Bisons, totally. without Ernie Clement, without David Schneier, without Spencer Horowitz. They do not win all of the games that they won this weekend, and they could have won more. And yesterday was a tight one, and thank goodness they did win. They pulled it out. But with between those three, the Blue Jays would be way like we'd be in a way worse spot. So they deserve a lot of credit and they're a nice story, right? It's like, yeah, you get the, you get both, you get the happiness of both. Uh, but I couldn't agree more. And Twitter could not have agreed more with, you go look at the quote graphic of the Blue Jays that post their lineup and it's like <laughs> ratio. Where's David Schneider? And I know people love the story, but he truly is a impactful player right now on this roster. Um, I know they ended up getting a win and uh, some other people came up clutch. San Diego Espinal has been... So my, yeah. we also owe Santiago Espinal a little bit of apology if he continues this because he's looked pretty good over the last stretch. But you're relying on, oh, there's a fight going on. Oh, no, they're cheering. Are they fighting or cheering? <laughs> I just looked at the TV and I saw like a big no, brawl. No, they're, def- they're, they're definitely cheering. cheering. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's going on, Jesse? You're going to play by play a fight on the TV. Uh, nonetheless, these guys have really been uh, instrumental this last weekend and they, they just ride the hot hand. I know it's not the most glamorous lineup when you look at who's supporting you when you're on the totally. pitch. Like, you, Kevin Gosman's like, this is who I have behind me. But who cares? Like, they are, they're good. Like, yeah. keep them up. Keep them going. No, they're doing what they have to do. Uh, the offense, <laughs> how much have we, how much time have we spent talking about how bad the offense has been all a lot, year? Jesse. Like, a lot of oxygen has been spent talking about the Blue Jays' offense. They have 40 runs in five games. And this stat, I think, will blow a lot of people's minds, okay? The Blue Jays lead the major leagues with a 337 average with runners in scoring position in the last month. Oh, what? Is that not insane? If you asked Since me to August pick 3rd, five teams... That that stat was I would never have picked the Blue Jays. It's they're all the way up to thirteenth in the major leagues on the year. Like they spent the majority <laughs> of the season in twenty seventh with runners in scoring position. They were like mirroring the Raptors' shooting numbers. And next thing you know, mm-hmm. like they're scoring runs at a ridiculous pace. I mean, it definitely helped that you're in Colorado. And Justin and I did talk about this going into the weekend where I was like, this is the weekend where maybe you can f- unlock something like hitter friendly, whatever. Maybe that gives you a little bit of a energy. You're at a ballpark where you could score where they get 12 runs one night. You got a couple of homers, mm-hmm. but still like, yeah, maybe it's a good look into just getting, getting points night. It's like when you're out there and you're playing some garbage team in hockey and you get a couple of points, you feel good about yourself. Well, that's the thing too. Like, everyone has these teams on the schedule. It's just a matter of when you play them. And some teams happen to play the Rockies and the A's and the Royals Mm -hmm. in April. And we may have looked at those teams in April and May and said, "Hmm, that offense is really good without paying much attention to who they were playing. And the Blue Jays just happen to be playing their softest part of the schedule now. And they're taking advantage of it offensively. So I think when you're looking at the 162 games as a whole, I'm not sure this offense is ever going to be classified as elite by the end of the season, but I do think 
sometimes we don't take the entire year into consideration and the opponents because ultimately this chunk is coming at a very important time and they're taking advantage of it. I mean, it's so easy to get into a bit of a like a negative perspective when you look at the Blue Jays. They are certainly underperforming, but now it's wins are wins. They weren't pretty all the time this weekend, but they all count the same. And so you're finding something from each game that you're going to have to hold on hope. It was the Buffalo Bison since this past weekend. They weren't the most dominant of pitching performances for the Blue Jays. That has been the biggest point of confidence that I've felt all totally. season long. All season long. It's like we got the best rotation, the best bullpen in baseball, or top five, or top three. We talk to guests all the time that are outside this market, and they put the Blue Jays in top three. I'm happy with that. And it has been confidence, confidence, confidence. But they weren't the greatest of pitching performances this weekend. I mean, when Chad Green had his debut. <laughs> no, no, no. I literally have been talking about, what does Chad Green look like? Is he ever going to play for the Blue Jays? And he gets in, he got rocked. And I was like, no, I've been waiting for this guy to come in and do something. He better they per- had to bring Romano in. I was stunned, Jesse. I was so excited for him. I'm like, Chad Green, let's go, buddy. Like, win our hearts over. And then I'm like, what's a, what just happened? Like, but the it was the lowest first, leverage you could possibly this, have. I know. And that was it. Like, put yeah. it in the lowest leverage ever. Let him, like, you know, put a jersey on for the first time. Oh, my God. I thought this was the, uh, you know, I, I got in. He's been I great got the, I got the, Yeah, I got the negative down. Yeah. But I'm like, no, <laughs> not Chad Green. Anyway, but, yes, better since. Uh, I mean, there's no way it put up at that point. Um, but, yeah, the Blue Jays have had pitching working, offense not working. Mm-hmm. Offense working, pitching not working. No defense, no run support. So, like, let's put the puzzle pieces together. Keep the Bisons on the roster. Like, the Bisons are the MVPs at this weekend. And, I mean, you, you got two more opportunities. Um, you got another opportunity today against Oakland Athletes. 940 storm time. Buddy, yeah, welcome to the morning for, show. for us. That's okay. And you can do it two ways. You can do, you can watch it live, or you can PVR, shout out Rogers, and watch it and fast forward through spots like Blue Jays in 30. You can do Blue Jays in 30. You can PVR or you can watch it live. I'll probably watch it live. I watch it live. Just grind through it. Yeah. Just I take mean, a nap I'm, today. A, I'm doing this for about a week and a half. Like, You're I, fine. Yeah. I mean, power through. 940, it. they gave you an extra 30 minutes. Sometimes they're 10 10 starts. Yeah. I mean, I'll take it. And <laughs> I'm just, all I ask is that it's, it's a win. Yeah. Like if, if I'm going to stay up, if I'm going to stay up and sacrifice like, all the three hours of sleep. But also sometimes it's win. like if they're down like six, nothing in the second, you're like, ah, well, see you in the morning. That's <laughs> true. But then you're like, you look up and you're like, wait, how did they win that one? Well, yeah, the way the, offense is, the way the offense is humming now, they might actually come back there. Um, can we, can we, can we talk about um, one other thing um, with the Blue Jays and, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is like the craziest lightning rod that I can remember. Uh, it's like it's like do, uh, a weather vane. Do, do you honestly? Like I, I don't remember a Blue Jays player that like he, he look. He's not great. He's not having a great year. There's no question about it. And the expectations for you know the, the 2021 season. I think that ship might have sailed. He mm-hmm. might not be that guy anymore. People are like well, he was never that guy, Jesse. Yeah, <laughs> it's but, just the name on the back of the jersey, Jesse. And, and and I understand the the not running on the base hit and almost getting tagged out at second. I I get all that. I get all that. But what is like what does torching this guy accomplish? Like what is what does that do? For, like he's not bad. Mm. He's batting two sixty eight. He's gonna finish twenty five home runs and ninety five like, RBI. He's good. Yeah, he's he's good. He's not what you thought he was gonna be. Which I understand is why there's some frustration. Mm-hmm. And again, I understand the effort thing. That can certainly be criticized. But it's like even when the guy has a good day now, we've gotten to the point where he gets carved for something. And like yesterday. Well, for me, lack of effort, I'll carve you forever. If you yeah. can't run out of the box hard and those are the little things. Like you learn that at T-ball. Like there are, the, there are people that are taking their kiddos to learn baseball this weekend or they played this weekend. And what's the first thing? Come on, run hard, run out, like run it out. Like it's – I. You're a toddler. You can do this. I will always hold you accountable for lack of effort. So, like, I'm, that's, for me, inexcusable, but you're right. There's always, it feels like something, and I think people have just picked, they've just picked that this is the, this is going to be their this story. This is the guy. This is their story. This is their thing this year. You could have easily been talking the same way about Matt Chapman, even more about Matt Chapman. He had the best month of, like, anybody in baseball. He's to start fifth the season, in the league in strikeouts. And he is now one of the, like, he's had the fall from grace. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's been many, many people underachieving, but it's because it's flatty. It's because we've had high expectations that he's going to be in the 
MVP conversation every year. And we saw that beautiful 2021 where it was like, oh my God, this guy is generational. And I, that's why people are upset. And I totally get it. I think it's justified. And I go through those range of emotions as well. But you're right. Like, what is it achieving? I know last week, I think there was like a, I don't know, a Twitter thread where people were like, let's applaud Vladdy every time he gets to the plate when he's at home and like, yeah, and like cheer him on. I'm like, I don't know. Like you're, you're, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not into like, you know, booing a guy or like fake cheering. What is that called? The Bronx cheer. Like yeah. I'm like, yeah, just like whatever. But I, if you have those feelings about Vladdy justified, you can literally send me stats of why you feel that way. And I would understand it. Mm. But I mean, I'm just like wasted energy for me. It's like, just focus on David Schneider and the good that we have with this team. But I think, you know, you see the range of responses online about trade him. Like, I don't want him to part of this team anymore. I think he's he's really mailing it in. Doesn't look like he cares anymore. It's like it's hard to make those like those connections. Like we don't know what's going we're not, on. We're not in he the must be injured. Yet. I'm like, oh, maybe he is injured. Like I don't know. I can't get into Vladimir Guerrero's head. Vladimir Guerrero Junior.'s head, but I can say. If there's lack of effort, if there's lack of attention to detail, if you're swinging in every pitch and it's like the same result over and over and over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. that for me is super frustrating and I expect more. But, you know, there are guys in this league, superstars in this league that have turned it on for a month stretch. Like look what J-Rod's doing. Uh, We're going to ask our guest, Alana, at seven um, about this. But Royce Lewis, this Twins rookie superstar, Three grand slams in eight game span. Like it can happen. You can turn it on. So I'm like, Vladdy could be there. He could be on the cusp or he could just have the rest of the disappointing series. season. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why you need to have him in the lineup. Like there's so many people that say like, oh, you see that lack of effort and you need to bench him. Right. Or you need to knock him down in the lineup. Okay, but for the knock it down in the lineup thing, I do wonder because last year, remember when Bo got demoted? And mm-hmm. He's like, what, he was batting six. This year, George Springer got demoted. I mean, he was lead off and then he wasn't. Okay, I don't think Vladdy's been held to the same level of like accountability. I'll say that. But I'm also not a lineup specialist and maybe that's the spot he needs to be in, but it isn't working at times. No, I, I, I think that's definitely fair. What I will say to that is we don't, know these guys on an inter you know personal level let's get them on the show as much as as much as they do (laughs) and i i wonder if there's different strategies and how you handle people i don't think i'm making you know an excuse Mm -hmm. for john schneider but i do think that guys handle different things differently and if you're looking for emotionally yeah and i I feel like if you're looking for vladimir guerrero jr to get hot which i think would be the absolute best case scenario you want to put him in positions mm-hmm. to succeed maybe it's a a big hit with a couple of guys on that really sparks him and that's going to make the difference between him turning it on in september like i don't think i can underscore how important a hot vladimir guerrero yeah, jr would be one right? of the most important things <laughs> right so if you end up benching him you're taking away valuable at bats while it might not look like he's mm-hmm. going to be able to dig himself out of it you never know when something might actually click and few guys have the potential that right. this guy does. So if you're sitting him on the bench or you're knocking him down to six in the lineup, you don't know how that's going to affect him and affect the potential or possibility that he, he gets hot. So, But you also haven't seen, like sometimes you have like uh, a card, you mm-hmm. can play a card, you got a bullet in your pocket. Mm, that doesn't make sense. Uh, like we talked about like, okay, you fire your coach, that's a bullet. Bullet in the, bullet in the, hol- in the yeah. holster. And not in your yeah. pocket, I hope. Yeah. You got a card in your pocket with a bullet in the holster. <laughs> But now, yeah. like you haven't really seen what Vladimir Guerrero Jr. how he would respond if you did move him down or you did bench him. I mean, I don't know if we're at the point of like trying dramatic things to get a result. But you did see how I think Bo responded well to that last year. Maybe George Springer not as like vibrant of a response, but he's back in that spot. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if they go on a really poor stretch here and you lose the Oakland Athletics two games, you play oh god another bad team in the Kansas City Royals, and he's just not able to capitalize on poor poor opponents, and maybe that's where you get it. But I mean, it goes. You're right. It goes both ways about knowing your players. About that's how you coach. He, he, he definitely has like the high profile outs it feels like like, it's like the, the, the double plays are really on. bad like he's he's you know tied for the most amount of double plays hit by a player before the age of 25 oh god like that's not a great stat that y- you want to ever have. yeah so that's not great <laughs> a lot of players that's, that have been under yeah. the age of 25 <laughs> that's not great um but you know uh, when i look when i think about the the, the jays fans and, and how they approach flatty like i think back to i think it was the national series where david schneider came up with the bases loaded and it was like 
electricity yeah. in the air. I was like, he's going to hit a grand right? slam and win this game. And Everybody then right thought afterwards, that. who was up? Vladdy. And everyone was like asleep. No, I felt like the opposite level of confidence. Right. Like It honestly went from a wild atmosphere in there to, oh, the guy that... Oh, the guy that we're supposed to like pin our entire franchise's hopes on is coming at the play with the bases loaded and we should all be sad about it. And, and I, I believe me, I get it because mm-hmm. it's not what he used to be. That is incredibly frustrating. But also there aren't that many guys that are capable of what he's he can do. Yeah. So that's you're going to need him to get going. And he's got four hits in his last six at bats. Like maybe there's something this coming. Is, this here. is the stretch that he's got to find it. Like there's no more. There's no more leeway. There's no more rope. There's just is it. Like, this is all eyes on you. And maybe there's some pressure, but man, you want to be a generational talent. You got the name on the back. You want to live up to and not just be a guy that has a family pedigree. You don't want to just be known for one year. This is when you do it. Um, Blue Jays will be back tonight. As we said, a late, late start, 930. You can catch it on uh, Sportsnet and Sportsnet 590. Woof, but we got Chris Bassett. Speaking of woof, the hound on the mound tonight. Uh, <laughs> mm. That was good, eh? Damn. That's exceptional. Uh, let's uh, let's take a break. we got lots of time to tee up uh, the Blue Jays for the rest of the show, but we got the A-list on the other side. Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Now it's time for hey, yo. the A-list. Bing bong. Bing bong. Bing bong. Right, NFL in two days. Mm. So a lot of people this weekend were finishing up fantasy football drafts, right? They're getting, I know you were doing one last night at 9 p.m. Yeah. It was a late one. It was was a late one, but oh, Success? What a feeling. Yeah. I think so. Okay, so I'm in only one league this year, and it's our, one of our sports squads. Uh, Danielle's in it, Justin's in it, uh, producer Austin Mackey's in it, and a couple ca- uh, characters mm-hmm. are also in this. Um, and last year was a tough one for me. I was in last for most of the year, and in the final week, won the matchup that moved me from last to second last. So it was important. I couldn't end up last. I was very happy with that. This year, I'm drafting second, okay? I won the second overall pick in the okay. horse races. Long story. So we do the draft, and I feel really great about my team, okay? And I can read you some players. Hold on. One QB or two QB? Two QB. Love it. Flex, that's whatever. The only way to, that's the only way to play. This is a lot of things. Uh, yeah. But we're using uh, we're using Yahoo for draft, uh-huh. and um, they give you a draft summary afterwards, like a report card. <laughs> so I get it in my email. I'm like, here we go. And I got a D. Doesn't mean anything. I know, but let me read you okay. the recap. First of all, it still, it still says my old name, which was Herb Your Enthusiasm, because I had Justin Herbert last year. So just keep in mind, like, my name's changed to Van Jalen. Very good. Okay. Like, Dr. Jalen Hurts. So this is what they I'm have impressed. to say about me. So mm-hmm. I want to say it now. So then at the end of this year, when I win or I come, at least get to go to the playoffs, I can remember this moment. Okay. In the Sports at 590, the fan fantasy draft, Herb Your Enthusiasm had the privilege of picking second. But unfortunately, their draft grade of D suggests they may have been a bit too relaxed. With a projected record of 3 and 11 and a projected finish of 8th out of 10 teams, it seems like Herb, your enthusiasm might need some extra herbs to spice up their team. <laughs> Screw you. Despite the tough schedule ahead, they managed to snag Ramondre Stevenson at 42, which is a solid pick considering his ADP of 31. First of all, the rankings are off because it didn't realize... like it. it yeah. We'll talk about it. However, their worst pick was Anthony Richardson at 39, who had an ADP of 119. Nah, but it was a two-quarterback yeah. yeah, league. You yeah, had to take him, it. so yeah, they yeah. don't understand. They're not paying attention. Uh, yeah. Looks like Herb, your enthusiasm, has been too enthusiastic about this one. Anyway, they go on and they roast me for my roster, and I just needed to hold them accountable here on September 5th that when I don't finish eighth and I have a better than 3-11 and 11 record and I'm not a D grade, this first day of school, I can't be having Ds. <laughs> That That's very good point. Every, everything will be better. I got Jalen Hurts at number two. Um, I think Justin uh, Jefferson went one. Amazing pick. Yeah. Do you want to hear my roster? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, let me just pull it up. Like I just, I'm rattled. I went Jalen Hurts two. Tony okay. Pollard. Love him. Had him last Garrett three Wilson. years. Most frustrating I might, thing those ever. are like top three players in the league Love right now. Garrett Jalen Hurts, Tony Pollard, Garrett Wilson, Anthony Richardson, Ramon J. Stevenson, Darren Waller, Mike Williams, Deontay Johnson, David Montgomery, Jackson Smith, uh, Njigba, uh, Jerry Judy, Simon J. Pirine, Sky Moore, Derek Carr, uh, Roshan, how did I say? Yeah, Roshan Johnson and Pittsburgh defense. I think it's a great team. It's a great team. It's not a D worthy team. It's at least a B team. So I'm going to remember this moment. 
Keep the receipts. I'm keeping the receipts and their verbal radio receipts at this point. So I'll be back. Yeah. Now, I, I, there's something obviously up here because Anthony Richardson is not, you did not reach for him in no, a two QB league. So I just, I, I don't think they, they just obviously don't understand. I mean, all these recaps are chat GPT. Generated, I know, it's hilarious. Which is <laughs> Chat GPT, like that was someone's job. You just made like, me uh, want to go check mine. Did you and, do uh, well? I got an A Get plus. out of here. No. You did not. <laughs> yeah, I did. From my last night? Name, I haven't changed my you team name. You got an name. A plus? Yeah, I haven't changed my team name. Um, it was Sky is a Limit for Sky Moore. Yeah, Sky Moore, I have him. In a fiercely competitive league known as Barb's Peanut Butter Cookies, Sky is the Limit proof that they have no limits when it comes to drafting. Gosh, so we're at opposite up. ends of the spectrum. But like, I, again, I, don't, I th- actually think that's a bad thing for me. Because how often does a team who drafts well supposedly, according to ChatGPT, actually end up winning. Like, it's often, you know, the savviest general manager. So I think that, honestly, for you, the sky is the limit. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. And I played Justin week one, and Do he's you? not here, so we can just rip him all week, all what weekend. What is his grade? Mm, better yeah. than mine. He got a B plus, I believe. Um, so I'm not feeling super great about that. But whatever. We'll see. We'll see early on how the matchup goes. Um, but... Oh, yeah. Show Ali got an A+. Plus. I mean, show, got a B show plus. is the man. I, I have to give it to Show. And Daniele, producer Daniele, got an A-. minus. So That's the least surprising thing I've so ever out heard. out of everybody that works here, I got a D. Daniele gives us like 15 pages no, worth of notes. No, he was ready. He's the commissioner. Yeah, I, I, I literally could not be less surprised that Daniele got yeah. an A. We'll see. Daniele came, I believe, well, the very I, low end of the... I wish you a lot of luck in that. Actually, Rankings I, last year, so. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, like last? Yeah, I maybe. Am I correct? Give me a thumbs up. What yeah, happened? It, he came last. What I remember beating him at the end. I, injuries? I, I jumped above. Nod your head if it was injuries. It was probably injuries. It's just the luck of the draw. Yeah. So anyway, it so Danielle gets an A minus, so I got a D. We'll see how this year goes. Anyway, just I wanted to hold them. That's excellent. Level. Now, that's that's fun. Uh, and I, I, I think you're going to be okay. Van Jalen all the way. <laughs> Hasn't started yet. Big you're week good. away, uh, big, big week ahead here with Justin. Um, he, he can't, I don't even know if he's going to set his lineup. So that could be a win. What's your win. process like for Sunday? Like, I know you gotta, we gotta wake up like relatively early Monday. So Sunday nighter might be tough, but oh, I like, I haven't even thought ahead. I don't care. It's football. I'll grind. Yeah, but are you like, no, no. But are you like sitting on the couch for 12 hours? Oh yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, I won't yeah. move. My, I'm going to take my Apple Watch off because it's going to be like, shut up and stand up. And I'm going to be like, I'm not. Yeah, no, I don't you don't need that. need that on Sunday for sure. No. You're a Bills fan, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're okay with uh, how things are looking? It's going to yeah. be tough. Division's tough. We got a week to prep, okay? Yeah, okay, got a week. Fine. Uh, Alana Rizzo, after the break, host of High Heat on MLB Network. Uh, we'll go through how this Blue Jays team looks from a national perspective, but also University of Colorado. Mm-hmm. Man, they had a huge weekend and she went there. So we'll chat about that first. That's next.